and I could very clearly feel like someone had sat down on the bed next to me. My one sister, Teresa, come literally floating down the stairs. She never touched those stairs coming down. One night we went downstairs, we heard a bang like something had fallen. Several doors in the kitchen cabinets were open, like wide open. But there's very distinct audio on one of the uh, videos that says, open the door. It's a very nasty, demonic sounding voice. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF. This is the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. I'm Rebecca Black. And uh, coming up in just a little bit, we talk to someone who works in the world's largest Christmas store. Which sounds amazing. Which sounds great. Yeah. And of course, it's haunted. Yes, even better. Because anytime you go into those <laughs> Christmas stores, it's like, they're so old. Everything seems to have like a layer right. of dust on it. There's and- also those creepy Santas. Yes. There's always a creepy Santa somewhere in in one of those stores it's like its eyes are watching you as you move around the room <laughs> there's something inherently creepy I about those know. stores okay you know the little short plastic santas that people put in their front yards yes my friends call them some bitches oh. <laughs> <laughs> and when you go out with them for the holidays you have to count the some bitches everywhere You're like some bitch whenever you point them out <laughs> that is hilarious how did they get that name i have no idea but now everybody can play the game play the some bitch game this this holiday season are we supposed to drink every time we see one uh well you're is driving loud you're driving at the time, so yes. <laughs> no, definitely not. Thanks to our October sponsors, White Rock Ale House and Brewery over by White Rock Lake. They have a big craft beer dinner coming up. Fun. And they make all their own beers. Yes. Like, I mean, you can go there and get other things to drink, but their beers are fantastic. Yeah. So they make fancy food and they pair it with all of their delicious beers. You can get all the details at whiterockalehouse.com. Also go to hauntedaf.com and buy your t-shirt. Yes, please. Yes. We just got an email this morning from Emily who purchased her t-shirt and better yet took a picture yeah. and she didn't even look there she is how Hi, cute is Emily. she yeah she posted it straight on the Facebook page <laughs> for us now we all know Emily she is our Thanatourist yeah she is the one that would go to like the cemeteries yes and steal stuff she's the one that stole the bone from the catacombs oh the balls on this woman I, has she sent us a picture of that yeah she actually did did I not post it I don't it? think so oh, I need to see it though you need to see it it's yes, terrifying because you know we said bone I was yeah. like a little bone chip no, no, or something. No, she probably took a skull, right? You know, it's like a big ass, Holy like, cow. like a clavicle looking thing. How do you get that? How do you smuggle that out of the catacombs? No, <laughs> you put it down your shirt. How do you get it out of the airport? I don't even? know. Like, I don't know. In your purse. Do you have to claim that on your? I don't know. But go to hauntedaf.com <laughs> to buy your haunted AF t-shirts. In fact, we're going to add some sweatshirts uh, soon. Because oh yay! I want a sweatshirt. I want a sweatshirt too. While you're there, you need to check out our collaboration with Ventaglio, the protection necklaces. Love Love, that, love. Yes, Rebecca's wearing the gold one I today. Am. I'm wearing the silver. They're gorgeous. Here it is a straight week after we announced this collaboration and I still have not gotten it up on our website. <gasps> oh. I'm trying to. I'm trying. I just can't figure it out. Every damn thing that know, we do with I this know. website or the podcast is the first time we've ever done it. So bear with me, bitches. It's coming soon. Ugh, it has been so frustrating. I'm just going to do a separate page. By okay. the time you hear this, it will definitely be at hauntedaf.com, either in the blogs or in the online store but the necklaces are beautiful they are go, go buy one. one plus it'll help us <laughs> a portion of the proceeds go to us and we need it not to complain that we don't have money but um 
but we don't. We don't have money. So broke. So broke. <laughs> Anyhow, a girl named Bonnie sent a story. Rebecca hasn't heard this yet. I'm so jazzed for you Yay. to hear. This is Bonnie's story. Hey, guys. So my name is Bonnie. This was about 10 years ago. I was in high school. I lived with my mom and my younger sibling at a house in Dallas. And this particular event happened on the 10th anniversary of my grandfather's death. So in remembrance of him, my mom put a photograph of him up on the fireplace mantle and she lit some candles around it. And that night there was a big thunderstorm and my family and I have always really loved thunderstorms. And so we all laid down on the couches to kind of listen to the rain and watch the thunder. And we had the photo of my grandpa with the candles in the background. And it was just a very peaceful evening with the thunderstorm and the candlelight. And we ended up all falling asleep and then we all woke up because my dog started growling she's a little terrier mix and we had never heard her growl like that before she would yap at things she would bark but we hadn't heard her growl that ferociously before so it really startled us and it woke us all up and then clear as day very loudly from the center of the room we heard a voice say hello (laughs) and It was the most terrified I have ever been in my entire life. The room was pitch black at this point because the candles had gone out and we hadn't had any lights on. So we're in the pitch blackness and we heard a voice that sounded like someone was standing in the middle of our living room saying hello to us. And in my mind, someone must have broken into our house while we were napping and we were all about to die. I felt my whole body just go limp because all the life just drained out of me. I thought I was about to get murdered. I seriously did. I thought someone had broken in and they they sounded deranged. I mean the hello like it it drifted off on the o. Oh, it was like hello. It was it did not sound like a person who was in their right mind. It sounded like someone who intended harm on us and it scared me so much. I mean, I really feel like that was going to be my last night on this earth. And all three of us were absolutely terrified. I mean, as soon as we heard it, my mom screamed. I just went limp. We were frozen in fear on the couches. We were too scared to speak. We were too scared to move. We were just waiting to see what was going to happen next. And nothing happened for a while. I mean, it felt like forever, but it was probably just a few seconds And then my mom said, who's there? Who is that? And no one answered. And after a few minutes of silence, my mom finally got up the courage to run to the other side of the room and flip on the lights. And she did. And no one was there. But we were all still completely under the assumption that there was someone in our house. I mean, we had heard clear as day this voice say hello to us. And so we called 911 and we told them there was someone in our house. The cops got there very quickly. We told them what we had heard and they took it very seriously and they started to search the house. They looked in every nook and cranny. They checked for signs of forced entry. And they said that there was no one there and that there were no signs that anyone had even been there. You know, they started going through all the rational explanations. They were like, could it have been the TV? No, No. we didn't have any of the TVs on. And it didn't sound like a TV. It was a single voice that was so clear and so loud. It was right over us. The cop ended up just saying, I guess it was just a phenomenon. And we knew he probably thought we were crazy, but we were insistent that we heard that voice. And we know we did. But we were far too terrified to sleep in that house. So we ended up packing up our stuff and going in. And getting a hotel room and we ended up staying in the hotel for like three or four nights because we were too terrified to go back to the house because we were so convinced that someone had been there eventually you know we can't afford to live in a hotel for the rest of our lives and so we had to go back at some point and we were so reluctant to go back we were all just so scared but we eventually moved back into the house and 
nothing like it ever happened again and we gradually started to relax because nothing ever tried to make contact with us again. We continued to search for rational explanations to what had happened. About a week after this incident, we saw some signs posted around the neighborhood for a lost parrot. And we were like, oh my God, that has to be it. We finally found the explanation. That night was so rainy that this lost parrot had taken refuge in our (laughs) chimney and the parrot had said hello from our chimney and we all heard it and we all freaked out. That has to be what it is. And we were so glad we finally found a rational explanation and we weren't crazy. And we just had to know if that was it. And so my mom called the number on the lost parrot posters. She immediately was like, I'm so sorry. We do not have your parrot, but we have to know can your parrot say hello? And the person said no, that her parrot did not talk. Her parrot had never talked. <laughs> not the parrot. And we were like, oh my God, there goes our last possible like thread of sanity because now we've completely run out of rational explanations for what we heard. And so we just kind of, I guess, chewed over this event in our minds for a while and we started to think that it must have been something supernatural. There was just no rational explanation for it. You know, I think there are some things in life that you can't really ever explain, but my grandpa, the one that we were remembering that night, was a huge prankster. His favorite thing in life was to pull these big elaborate pranks and tricks on people. It just brought him so much joy. And so I think that that night when we lit candles around his portrait on the 10th anniversary of his death and we all laid down during a thunderstorm and we fell asleep with thoughts of him in our mind, I think that we somehow created a thin spot in the barrier between our worlds that he was able to push through and make contact. And knowing my grandpa, if he was able to make contact one last time with the world of the living, the thing that he would want to do would be to scare the shit out of us. (laughs) And so I think that's what happened, I swear. I bet he's still laughing about it now, but I have come to think of the hello incident as my grandpa's final prank. That's my ghost story. Uh, thank you guys for listening to it. <laughs> hello. hello! Maybe it's a gay ghost. I know. Like, hey, hello! Hello! <laughs> Wait, who just died? Rip Taylor, the glitter man. <laughs> the glitter man! The glitter man! The ghost of Rip Taylor. <laughs> or Paul Lynn. It's one just, of them. Oh hello. my god, Paul Lynn! <laughs> But she said, wait, uh, Bonnie Bonnie did say later on that it was the voice of a young girl. Oh, interesting. There's no explanation. I know. I'm a little bummed it's not the parrot, though. See, when she started talking about the parrot, I was like, no, don't tell me it's the parrot. I want it to be a ghost. I was actually relieved when they found out that no, it was not the parrot. Thank you so much, Bonnie. My favorite part is that when she's telling the story, do you hear her voice shaking? Yes. Like she, I know. She's upset talking about this. Yeah, because I'm like, at first it sounds like it's kind of funny, but then when she's like, it sounds like a deranged person and like, hello. Yeah. Like trails off. I'm like, ooh. It's legitimate fear. Thank you so much for that story. That was great. So you've got a Reddit story? I do. And this one is short. This comes from, I don't even know how you say this, Gal. Alpha age 666. I don't know. There you go. But she said, I recently came home from work, not feeling well, decided to have a nice, relaxing, hot bath. I rarely have baths. Anyways, I was filling up the tub when I could have sworn I heard a little girl laugh. (gasps) Up until now, I have only seen this little girl from a distance and she was sitting in my living room window. Okay. I get in the bathtub, all comfortable. I close my eyes. I'm listening to an ebook, Ready Player One, by the way, if you were interested. Oh, I like <laughs> and, the movie. Yeah, I know. It's a great movie. And then all of a sudden, I feel something grab my face and try to push me under the water. No! I no! know. I know. She says, my foot hit the chain on the plug on the bathtub and pulled it out. 
As soon as the pop of the plug came out, the pressure on my face completely disappeared. As I was getting out of the bathroom, out of the corner of my eye, I saw a girl shape, and when I turned, it was gone. So the little girl's trying to kill her. The little girl is absolutely trying to kill her. But this is like the first time where we've had like a murder ghost. Right. That actually tried to push her under the water and drown her. Yeah. So we just got an email, and I wanted to throw this out there for everybody. First of all, we need your ghost stories. Yes, please. Our next episode is our Halloween season finale. Yep. So we want to use the crustiest, scariest, like shit your pants kind of <laughs> stories. So send those to us. But also, I was like, maybe we should make haunted AF underwear. <laughs> But they'd have to be like like Depends or something. <laughs> Which we've done. done a Depends fashion show yes, before, you have. and I. Yeah, we have pictures of it, Why? sadly. I don't know, but uh, we did it. So I got this email. He says, I just listened to your Haunted Theater episode again. 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 Thank oh, you. Yay. I love that. And it reminded me to email you about McFarlane Auditorium at Ooh. SMU. That's here in Dallas. You should talk to some people there about the ghosts. The theater has several ghost stories, including a janitor that opens the elevator doors for you. Oh, Apparently, people get locked into bathrooms there occasionally. So if you have a McFarlane auditorium story, please send it. But again, send all of your stories. Yes. Give them the email address. Hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Got to send some love to Emily, who has been sending us lots of yes. audio files. That yes. That girl's haunted. Yeah. So uh, here, here are just a handful that she sent to us recently. We moved from Germany back to the United States in the summer of 2015. And our youngest at the time was one. She had just turned one when we moved back. And for the first six months that we were back and living in our new house, every single morning, without fail, we would go to get her from her crib. She would call us in the morning that she was awake. And when we would go to get her, she'd be standing up, pointing at the window to the backyard in her bedroom, saying that there was a bunny staring at her through her window. Mm -mm. And there's never been a rabbit that we could find and even if there was her blinds always stay closed so we didn't know what it was about but she was very adamant for about six months every single morning that there was a bunny staring at her through her bedroom window when we moved back to the states in 2015 our youngest was one and so she had her own room and had her crib in there and then she turned about three right before she turned three we had our final child and he has slept in that room ever since and at some point during the transition between her sleeping in that room and him moving into that room somehow a handprint got on the ceiling of their room just one single handprint it's like the fingertips and then a little bit of the fingers themselves and there's not a handprint anywhere else in that entire room but there's just that one on the ceiling and none of us for the life of us can figure out how a handprint got on the ceiling. Emily sent a picture of mm. the, and I'll post that. She says that they haven't painted, they haven't done anything to that ceiling and it wasn't there initially. You can just see it so just, clearly. Is it like a big hand or like a baby hand? Well, that I can't tell. Okay. We'll, we'll have to ask Ooh, Emily about that. That's but creepy. The, the thing about the bunny peeking in through the window, I had an ex-boyfriend tell me a story about how he could remember being very little and seeing something looking at him through <gasps> his window and the thing that he remembered is that it had giant black eyes Ew. and like a teeny tiny mouth and that's all that he could remember but he said he saw it through his window all the time and it wasn't until he was old enough and all of a sudden started seeing all those alien yeah, pictures uh -huh. that that's what oh. occurred to him but he'd get really freaked out when he talked about it he's like I know this makes me sound crazy and you're like no I love it keep it coming are you ready yeah it's time for the dead pet of, of the week 
Okay, we this, really need to come up with like a theme jingle song or something for it, or at least get on board with, with the same it, yeah, one. Yeah, because we do different ones every time. Yeah, because we're singing our yeah. own songs. I prefer it that way, honestly. Okay, this comes from my dental hygienist Terry, <laughs> who actually worked on my root canal last week. Oh yeah, yeah, and you'll like this. Terry apparently had a um, oh, what do you call those things? Uh, you love them. You have one um, boxer. Boxers. Yeah. yeah. So she had this boxer for years mm-hmm. and she loved him. He was her best buddy. He passed away. Mm-hmm. And she said after he died over and over again, they would feel the pressure of him jumping on the bed. Aww. All the time. And she said at first it was just her. She would get in bed for the night and uh-huh. she would feel that boom. Yeah. Anytime you have an animal, you yeah. know that sound and yep. that feeling of him jumping on the bed. And so she would tell her husband, her husband was like, whatever. Then one night he's in bed with her too and, and it he happened. Felt it. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, oh. So there was a day she's home alone. Uh-huh. I think she was doing like a workout video or something mm-hmm. on the Xbox. So if you've ever done the Xbox, you know, it has to kind of find you mm-hmm. so it can judge if you're doing it right or right. not. When it happens, you see this like an image of yourself on the TV screen. So whenever the image came up of her, there was a dog standing next to her, a boxer-shaped dog standing next to her, just in the image. So she looks down, there's nothing there, but on the TV screen, she can see this thing. And she said she was kicking at it a little bit to see if there was something there, and there was nothing there. So she runs into the other room to grab her phone to get a picture. She comes back, and it's gone. it's gone. Yeah, but she's like, I know he's still with me. That is so sweet. I knew you would like that one. He's like taking care of her and protecting her. That's precious. Okay, so we got an email from Olivia, who works at the world's largest Christmas store. Let's see if we can get her on the phone. Hello. Hi, is this Olivia? It is. Hi, Olivia. It's Julie and Rebecca from Haunted AF. How you doing? Good. How are you guys? We are great. So we understand that you worked at one of the biggest Christmas stores in the country. And it's uh, and you've got stories. Oh, do you still work there? I do, yeah. Oh. Even though it's haunted? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, girl. You got to tell us your stories. All right. So it's the biggest Christmas store in the world. And it was started way back in the 40s, I think think and once I started people said that like the guy that started it he passed away in 2008 but they said that he never really left <laughs> things disappear all the time you can set something down and it'll just be like gone we had one night it was super active we have like a little stand of ornaments on our registers and they just kept swinging and you would hold them to stop and they would keep swinging. We had like locked doors opening. Like you could hear people walking down the hallway and there was nobody there. Just a few days ago, I was standing next to a coworker and he kind of like freaked out for a second. He was like, why'd you just grab me? And my hands were in front of me. I was like, I didn't grab you. He goes, somebody just grabbed me from the back and like pulled his shirt. And like when stuff like that happens, everybody's like, oh yeah, that's just the ghost. That's just how it is here. Santa ghost. And you guys think it's the guy who started the store? Yeah, that's what everybody says. What's his name? It's Wally. Wally. Oh, the ghost of Wally. (laughs) So does he get more active? I guess something goes missing. You're like, oh, Wally just moved it. Like they just explained everything away like that. It's crazy. Well, did you know him in real life? No, I didn't. Okay, I was just wondering, have they ever said that he was like a prankster in real life? People say that like he put like his heart and soul into this store. So I think after he passed away, like he wasn't quite ready to leave oh. the store. So he just hangs around. I totally believe that. I do too. Think about it. It's if, crazy. First of all, if you had a Christmas store, you would have to love Christmas. Right, absolutely. So you would create yeah. this place where it was Christmas all the time, mm-hmm. all year round. Yeah. So it's like his yeah. own little personal heaven. Of course he wants to stay oh. there.
there. Why would you want to leave? Either that or you've got really bad shoplifting issues in your <laughs> shop if everybody's just moving stuff yeah, maybe around. Maybe you should just put a camera in there just in case. Just in case. Do oh, you, we should. Does it get more active around Christmas? Yeah, definitely. Really? Yeah. It what? started like to pick up again. Right like, now? Yeah. It's the ghost of it's Christmas. It's starting to get past. to our busy season, so <laughs> things are going crazy. Just the other day, I was standing at my register and all of a sudden, like, my little fan was off. And I looked at my the guy that was next to me. I was like, did you turn my fan off? And he was like, no. Well, I didn't turn it off. So it's just Wally. somebody turned it off. <laughs> Wally's like, oh, it's, it's too, too hot in here. here. Come yeah. on. <laughs> what town are you in? Frankenmuth, Michigan. Do the people around the store, does everyone know that it's haunted? So all of the people that work here say it's haunted. But it's not something like we talk about like with customers. I've never had a customer say that it's haunted. I think Wally just kind of keeps his eye on the people that are working in his store. Well, that's smart business right there. That is. You don't want to scare away the customers. <laughs> that's a very good point. That's the last thing that he would want. He's a good businessman. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is hilarious. Because I was going to say like send in like a paranormal investigative yeah. team or something. You mm-hmm. can make that scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be some right. creepy stuff There's right a lot there. Of Halloween movies devoted to like to, yes. stabby Santa. So oh, yes, <laughs> or oh, what's his Krampus? You remember oh, Krampus? Krampus. Oh, it's no. one of the greatest movies ever. It's <laughs> so bad, oh, but it's, it's so great. good. The whole Krampus thing is fantastic. <laughs> but if Wally doesn't want you guys, he doesn't want there to be this creepy image around his yeah. store. Right, and it doesn't sound yeah. like he's not being creepy. He's no, just you know, no, no, he's just, like yeah. giving us little nudges and stuff. Maybe there it's like get back to work. Or I'll haunt you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe that one guy who just got grabbed, maybe yeah. he was slacking off a little mm-hmm. bit and Wally was like, yeah. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. That's what we all blame it on. <laughs> so, Olivia, they is- say that up on the third floor, sometimes there's a full body apparition of a woman. What? So, I do not go on the third floor by myself at all. Well, they who would the, the like woman be? His like, sister or sister in law or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I refuse to go up on the third floor by myself. Well, do you know what happened to the sister or sister in law, maybe? Like, is there any story no behind idea. her? When we first started talking about all this haunted stuff, like when I first started, they're like, oh, yeah. And by the way, there's a full body apparition up on the third floor. And I was like, OK, nope, I'm not going up there. Well, since we're kind of rolling into the holidays, Olivia, you have to keep in touch. You have to let us know if Wally's getting super active or what else he's been up to or if anybody happens to see this full body apparition chick. All right, I will. Thank you so much for calling, Olivia. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, hey, by the way, we are planning a little ghost tour with a group called IC. Dallas. They're going to be taking us and a small handful of people to tour haunted places in Dallas the Sunday after Halloween. We're going to be giving away passes on our bus through the website hauntedaf.com and of course our social media. So make sure you're following. Again, that's hauntedaf.com as well as hauntedaf on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Seriously, y'all, this is going to be so much fun. So we're really excited because we have the writers, directors, Mm -hmm. stars of a movie called The Vice Guide to Bigfoot, which we can't really call it a mockumentary or can we? I would call it a mockumentary. If you watch the movie for more than two minutes, it's like, this is us fucking around. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So we're on the phone with Zach Lamplew and Brian Edmonds. So they both, uh, who, okay, Zach is the director, correct? Yeah, I directed it and we co-wrote it and Brian stars in it. We've both watched The Vice Mm -hmm. Guide to Bigfoot and this really resonates with both of us because Rebecca and I, Mm -hmm. we do this ghost story podcast, scary story podcast, and we joke around a lot and we do have a lot of fun with Bigfoot um, because it's hard to not laugh at the Bigfoot stories and furthermore the Bigfoot guys these Bigfoot chasers but then when yeah. you get these moments 
of realism where you're like, wait a minute, is this real? Like you can't help but get sucked into it. So how did you end up writing this movie about chasing Bigfoot? So we we knew we wanted to make a movie. Like we'd done the whole like development hell story that you always hear. Right. So we were like, let's just make a movie and like not even tell anybody. And we always knew we wanted it to be like comedy horror, but mostly comedy. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Shaun of the Dead, we'll be doing The Shadows. And Bigfoot also just, there's so many people that believe in it. Like it has a much bigger fan base than like a lot of other creatures. In everybody's office, if there's 10 people in your office, there's one person who seriously does actually believe in Bigfoot. They just won't tell everyone. Oh, right. yeah. We had one of our very, <laughs> one of our very, very first episodes. We had a guy who told us a Bigfoot story. Right. But won't call it Bigfoot. He won't call it Bigfoot. He, like he's even embarrassed by the fact that he has a Bigfoot story. story. So he calls it a big, hairy yeah. something. This is a completely sane, normal man. He has a job. He's got kids. I believe what he's telling me. Yeah. So when you were in the process of doing, like, did you hear any good Bigfoot stories? Sorry. <laughs> we got to hear some Bigfoot stories. We actually, yeah, like people came out of the woodwork. We suddenly realized, oh, we actually are friends with three people that believe in Bigfoot. And we never would have found out. They range everybody from like, oh, I just think that they're like some kind of ape that is an endangered creature to like one of our friends. <laughs> what did he say to you, Brian, about uh, time traveling? Wait, which one? <laughs> which one? one? Whenever we were on uh, our friend's <laughs> land shooting some of this, we knew he kind of was a Bigfoot enthusiast. He was like, Bigfoot's pretty cool and he's pretty real. And we were like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, you believe in Bigfoot. And he was like, yeah, but the thing is, Bigfoot's a trans-dimensional being. And that's why no <laughs> he travels through both space and time. <laughs> one of the thing about, things that we realized about a lot of the cryptid types and the Bigfoot hunters is that we just meet one of them who wasn't convincing in their storytelling. Maybe it'd be a little bit hokey. Maybe it has some of the hallmarks that make you doubt a little bit. But then as soon as they got into two or three of their stories about how they met Bigfoot or, you know, a sighting or something they heard <laughs> <in> them, <laughs> yeah, when they hung out with him, um, <laughs> it, it, like, they really know how to draw you in with their charisma. Yes. So if there was any doubt, you're just like, yeah, but he's such a cool guy. We went to a Bigfoot festival awesome. as like research for the movie. There was what, like five or six experts with like casts of the hands and the feet and the photos. It's more than just a hobby for a lot of people, for sure. Oh, yeah. So yeah. during the whole research process, did you stumble upon anything that changed your mind? Like maybe you guys believe now or what? Okay, okay. So <laughs> I got a phone call from Bigfoot himself. No, I <laughs> Someone connected me with a guy who's like a Bigfoot enthusiast and I had him read the script because I just wanted to make sure that like, is this how Bigfoot hunting works? Or like, is this how your strategy and all that works? And we didn't want to be the scorn of the crypto community. Of yeah. course not. Yeah. He called me out of the blue. He was like, yeah, I wanted to talk to you. There's some new evidence. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he was just calling about like, by the way, you should see this evidence. You and just wanted to talk to about Bigfoot. Yeah. There is this documentary that has nothing to do with Bigfoot. It's like a planet Earth kind of thing. Uh-huh. It's, it's something about like elk. Okay. And, and it came out in like 2011 or something. Mm-hmm. And then in like 2013, completely unrelated, somebody was like, what's that in the trees? And then when you look, there's something moving over there. And it is weirdly large. Ooh. 
And then um, some people were like, oh, there's probably guys on like dirt bikes or something. And again, they're in like the middle of like Alaska, like in the Arctic Circle. Awesome. So there's something weird. It's in a mainstream documentary that they, the director was like, I don't know, it wasn't a human. <laughs> okay. I can send you the clip, but it's kind of weird. Yes, it's, like please. A, it, it's like this big thing that's really hauling behind this hill. Okay, please send us that clip and we'll get Ken Gerhardt on it. Yeah, so he can look and at we'll. it and do the Bruce, research. Yeah, Bruce yes. Faulkner, because we do. We have our Bigfoot guys on our crypto zoo. <laughs> Have y'all had a chance to hear the Sierra sounds? Yes. Yes! Yeah, I have. Awesome, because that was something that someone Dude, mentioned. people to- were sending me this stuff. Yes. I'm like writing the script, and then people are like, have you heard this? And I'm like, this isn't really what I asked for, but I'll check it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're talking to Zach Lamplew and also Brian Edmond, director, writers, and actors, stars from the movie The Vice Guide to Bigfoot. You're premiering in Austin this weekend, correct? So exciting. So what are the plans for this? Yeah, I mean, the only thing we know right now is that it's going to premiere in Austin on the 25th at the Alamo Draft House Cinema Village at 9 p.m. and then 29th at the Galaxy Highland Theater at 9.15. And then as far as like release, I have no idea. Like this is the first time we've ever made something this big. We're still trying to figure out the next steps. Well, Rebecca and I both loved it. Loved it. We it both watched so it. And I also have to thank you for the spontaneous vomit. I am a yeah. huge <laughs> fan of that. I will never not <laughs> laugh at somebody barking. Vomit. Yes, so thank you for that. And again, it's the Vice Guide to Bigfoot. Everybody needs to see this. It's so much fun. It's awesome. Yeah, for Bigfoot believers and non-believers alike, again, the Vice Guide to Bigfoot. Congratulations, guys, on your movie. Yay! Thanks. Thank you, guys. Thank Thank you so much. It's like Bigfoot's getting around for a guy who doesn't wear shoes. It's impressive. Mm -hmm. Hello? Hi, Danielle. Hi. Hi. So we're on the phone with Danielle Sepulveres. Did I say it correctly? You did say it correctly. Yes. So she's a writer for the Washington Post, LA Times, New York Magazine, author of Losing It, the semi-scandalous story of an (laughs) ex-version. And Danielle is also a monstrous, almost unbearable Mets fan. So this is... Very unbearable. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yes. This is Julie and Rebecca from Haunted AF, and we're so happy to be talking to you. Oh, thank you for having me. Well, Danielle and I, we're Twitter friends. Yeah. And I have been talking to her about coming on the podcast Mm -hmm. for a while, which she's actually listened to. It. Oh I, my gosh, thanks. I think I, so. If you I, haven't You're just... welcome. It's very good. It's funny and scary and I like it. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much. But did you actually have a ghost story for us? I do. It's sort of like a weird little thing. I don't know that it's like a true like haunted thing, but it's a weird thing that happens to me. So my grandmother, who is no longer with us, may she rest in peace, occasionally right before something either like bad is going to happen or I'm going to like oversleep or something, I can hear her voice saying my name. It's a weird thing. Like I was once driving and I was very, very tired and I was literally falling asleep at the wheel. And and as I was like about to fall asleep, I literally heard her say, Danielle, like in her voice. Oh my God. Like I heard it. I know. Me too. Oh my God. Totally woke me up and I, and I like didn't crash into a car. It was a very, very weird thing. She's like your guardian angel. Yes. I know. And, um, it's happened a couple times. Usually other times it's not as serious as that. It's been more like I'm about to oversleep or I accidentally turned off my alarm and I like hear her be like, Danny, Danielle. And like, that's all it is, is just my name. Oh my gosh. How many times did you say this has happened to you? I think it's been at least like four, but the driving one was the most. That was like like the biggest one. Right. So is this your mother's mother or your father's mother? My father's mother. Have you told him about this? I have not. I didn't want to weird him out. Oh (laughs) yeah, because I was thinking if my mom came back and was helping out my kid, but she wasn't helping me, I might get a little grouchy about that. (laughs) 
they might get a little That's angry. A Isn't it wild? I love it. It's also making me nervous. I'm like, please don't ever say my name when I'm like on an airplane or something. Right. <laughs> and that's got to be weird. Like if you're having sex. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> don't do- yeah. Daddy, no. <laughs> don't forget please your don't condom. Show up in all these scenarios. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Danny. And if you ever have any, next time Granny sends you an alert, you have to let us know. Okay. Oh, I totally will. I promise. I just realized I just called you Danny or you're Danielle. Yeah, right. Well. Oh, and where? Yeah, but that's okay. My family's always called me Danny. Give a shout out for your Twitter handle because you're one of my favorite people to follow on Twitter. Oh, thank you. It's at Elsep, E-L-L-E-S-E-P. She's really, really funny. She's got all the stuff that you want to retweet. Love it. Unless it's baseball season because then, then she just wants Mets. Oh. It's all Mets stuff. Yeah. I apologize. No, that's all right. You do you. Thank you, Danielle. <laughs> thank you. All right, guys. Don't forget to visit our October sponsor, White Rock Ale House and Brewery. They actually take beer rides all around White Rock Lake. How fun does that Doesn't sound? Doesn't that sound great? But uh, you can find out at whiterockalehouse.com. Also hit hauntedaf.com. Go to our online store so you can buy t-shirts. I'm going to get some sweatshirts up there and look for the Ventaglio collaboration, those beautiful protection necklaces. Yes. They are fantastic. And coming up on the next Haunted AF, it's our season two finale and it's a Halloween episode. Ooh. It's actually dropping on Halloween. So we're going to be scaring, we're going to be sharing all of our scariest stories. We're going to check back in with the Queen of Halloween. Who shared this incredible EVPs from like the Lizzie Borden house at the beginning of the mm-hmm. season. And we want to hear from those of you who have been holding out with all of your stories. So write to us at hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. We're going to share all of that on the next Haunted AF. All right, Haunted AFers, remember to subscribe either iTunes, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, as well as our brand new website, hauntedaf.com. Ooh, it's so bright and shiny over there. Got to say thanks to our board op, Ziggy Backer. Whoa. <laughs> and to Andrew Mamalaga for our theme song. Also, a shout out to On Air Media for titles and technical support. And of course, we have to thank you for listening to Haunted AF. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm going to come back and haunt you. Oh, I'll come back and haunt you too, Rebecca. 